I've scheduled it so that he is on till close. I'm going to be finished up here in about an hour. I'll come and collect you and we can go back to mine. Yeah, but like, he's going to find out. Isn't he going to see it? He's going to be here, isn't he? So that doesn't matter. Why does it matter to you? It's my house. I'll use it how I like. I'll see you later. Christ! A friend? Hmm? Yeah, yeah. You seem close. If you need that much privacy from Gary, I'm assuming. You could say that, yeah. You're very lucky then. To have such a dedicated husband and a friendship like that. I wouldn't call it luck. Have you ever been so madly infatuated with someone that you'd forgive them anything? I was sure that I was. I'm not so sure anymore. Knowing what I know now seems to change things. I feel like every time I get somewhere close to fixing this whole mess, another chunk of information falls into my life that I have to deal with. Ellen is as much an innocent as Trump is a feminist. You might be thinking, of course she's not. She's having an affair, has had many before, and has she really even shown anything more than robot tendencies thus far? Taking those things into account proves Ellen to be a worry. Since this particular matter hits closer to home than before, I think I'm going to have to send Aaron on a little quest for me. Clearly my judgement of people is far more off than I had realised. And now more than ever I need to know who's on my side. You want me to interview the staff? And this isn't going to seem shady, how? They're not going to know you're interviewing them. Just ask them questions about me and Ellen. Find out what they think, what they know, if they even know anything at all. Nick, every breathing creature within a ten-mile radius knows. Well, then see where their loyalties lie. Who do they think is more in the wrong? Who can I trust? And you can't do this because... Ah, yeah. I'll just mosey on over to Vanya and Monica and Neve and be like, Hey, what do you think of the affair I'm having with the boss? You don't mind, do you? Me and you are cool, yeah? Okay, I get you. Great. And bring this. Oh, why? Because I don't want you sugarcoating anything if someone says they want me strung up like a string bean, alright? Fine. Give me it. I'll meet you at the bar later. Okay. You've been working here how long? About a year. Do you want the ends? Nah, I'm alright. So, like, you know the place pretty well, then? As much as a part-timer can, I suppose, yeah. It's a bit mad, the whole thing with Ellen and Nick, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I suppose. I don't find it at all surprising coming from either of them, to be honest. When did you find out? Like, when did I first know what was going on? Yeah. Like, two and a bit months ago. What happened? Well, you know the way me and Nick were texting for a while? <laughs> No. Well, that shows you how much she cared if she didn't even tell you. Well, we were. We got together her first work night out and we texted for a while. Anyway, 
she told me she was closing up the bar one night and that if she felt like going out, she'd let me know. I was out with my friends from college, you see, and I wanted to introduce her. So I thought I'd stop by and just have a drink in the bar till it was closing time and we could leave together. But when I got there, the bar was already closed, way earlier than it was supposed to be. So I go around the side alley, to here actually, and Nick and Ellen are kissing against the wall. So I go really dramatically, nice. And they lock up and I give Nick the finger. We didn't talk about it the next day because I didn't want to be involved in their stupid dyke drama. And if you were to say, pick a side between Nick and Ellen, or I don't know, Gary, who'd you pick? They're all fucked. Ellen, I don't want to talk about it. But I don't want to talk about it. Get out of my face. If Gary heard me talking about this, I wouldn't have a job. Leave me out of it. A text. You saw it over a text. What? That's just how I found out, like. Nick was charging her phone behind the bar and I walked over to check the percentage to see if I could plug my own in. And she had a text from Ellen on it saying, I'll be home soon. Come over after. You don't have to be a detective to figure that one out. I feel bad for Gary. He's the one getting fucked around. Nick should watch herself, that's all I'm saying. She's making more trouble for herself than I think she realises. I was just bringing out the bins. On my way back in, I saw the two of them standing there holding hands like schoolgirls on the playground. It was ridiculous. I mean, I'd seen Ellen flirt before with other people while I was here, being appropriate with some customers over the bar, but never seen her flaunted like that, right under Gary's nose. And you know what it feels like? It feels like, like a member of your family is marrying someone you don't like. A cousin comes home with a bigot for a fiancé, or someone who tries to shove their beliefs down your throat, or maybe just someone who makes you feel uneasy, unsettled, unsafe. That's how the two of them make me feel. Ellen and Nick. They're going about this the wrong way. And I wouldn't bring it up with Gary, because... He'd snap at you. No, Jesus, he'd never snap at me. Just because I don't know how much more he can take. He's at the brink already. You think it's all Nick's fault? Look, I can blame Nick all I like, because I know her for less time and I have loyalties to Ellen and Gary, but truthfully, Nick is young. Ellen is an intelligent woman who could have put a stop to this weeks ago. And then, James, this... This wouldn't have happened to James. So, in the long run, you think Ellen... Ellen's what? Who's more dangerous? In an immediate situation, Gary. But on a wider scale, in the long term, Ellen has more power than she lets on. She runs this place, and everyone in it, and what she says goes. If I feel scared about anyone, it's Ellen. As a great wizard once said, we must all face the choice between what is right and what is easy. It'd be easy to put this whole Ellen thing to bed, quite literally, and focus on Gary as the main perpetrator of this reign of evil. But is it right? I don't know anymore. 
So I've decided to go back to the beginning. The source of my investigation and the person whose life has been altered by these chains of events. James. I have asked the people closest to him to all meet on his bedside to see how he'd like to continue. Or if he can bring any sense to this confusing web of stories. The last time I was here, James's face was so discoloured it was hard to even find his eyes amongst a sea of blues and purples. Today, however, the swelling has gone down and his cheeky, bone-structured face has become a gone-off lemon colour. The bandages are restricted to around his neck and the top of his head, but deep cuts still cling onto his face. Those don't seem to be fading anytime soon. Right, bud. Well, I can see you through more than just slits now, so I'd say pretty good. How's your snooping around been going? It seems to be the only thing she does nowadays, so I'd say very active and consistent. I'm hitting a wall, actually. James, until I know everything there possibly is to know, I can't paint the picture I need for the guards. Right now, all I've got is Gary's words against mine. Miss Perfect over here won't be witness. If I did that, I'd be accessory to the crime. I have children, Nick. James knows I can't do that. Yes, I do. Nick, I told you. I don't want Monica mentioned in any of this. Monica knows that if Gary is dealt with, he's going to talk about the keg money, so she's screwed either way. He's not going to talk about that. And you know this. How? I just do. I trust him. He wouldn't do that to me. So we need something else. Recently, I have become suspicious about Ellen. And how much she knows. You've got to be joking. Is that why you sent me out on that little interviewing errand? Yeah. I needed to know who'd stand with her and who wouldn't. That was actually surprising from you, Monica. What? Doesn't matter. Back to Ellen. No. She wasn't there that night. I would have seen her. I saw Monica. You saw Monica because she was talking to you while you were still conscious. Ellen could have turned up afterwards. No, no, she wouldn't. I mean, that's too much. You have nothing to back this up. The other day in the park when I was talking to her about her relationship with Gary, she let something slip. See, Nick, you don't know him. No, you don't. Being with me can't be easy. I take a lot and I don't give a lot in return. I expect a lot from him, and when he doesn't deliver it, it puts a strain on our relationship. I think that's built something up in him. He's a lot more defensive than he used to be. Gary, when I first met him, wouldn't tap off someone if they tried to get him first. He was never violent. And he he wouldn't purposely hurt anyone before now. That's all new. Nick, what's... Who said anything about him being violent? Who said anything about him? You know what I mean. Uh, no. I definitely don't know what you mean. What do you mean he was never violent? Wouldn't purposefully hurt anyone? You know what I mean, Nick. Leave it alone. Nick, that doesn't mean anything. Of course it does. She knows. I don't believe it. 
She hasn't even been in to visit you and she knows her husband's done this. You're jumping ahead of yourself, Aaron. She only said Gary hasn't been this violent before. He's been roughing people up for months now. That's probably all she was talking about. Can you prove that? Can you prove otherwise? This isn't helping. We need to know if she knows Gary hurt you. If she does and decides to help us, then maybe we finally have a witness we can use. If she doesn't, then we've someone else to get for what happened to you. You're quick to turn cold. Wasn't it only last week you told me you were falling for her? That was before it was possible she's been lying to me this whole time. You'd let her go down, even if she didn't do anything? If she knows. If she was there that night, she as good as gave you the blow. At least Monica called an ambulance. Maybe she would have just left you lay there. Plus, we know she knows more than she's letting on. She let it slip. What if she's talking about a different kind of violence, Nick? What? What if... What if she was talking about Jess? About Jess? What happened to Jess? No. She couldn't pot... She wouldn't. If she knows about that, she's even more twisted than I thought. She can't know. Know what? Nothing. Know what? Nothing. No, you don't get to do that. The two of you running around like you're on fucking Broadchurch. I'm the one who's stuck in this bed, knowing that the man who did this to me is going to walk free because I didn't speak up on time. And you're trying to keep me from knowing that he's hurt someone else. Are you fucking kidding me? James, sit down. Are you okay? Will I call a nurse? I'm fine. Just got overexcited. Tell me, has something happened to Jess? Honestly, mate, we don't really know. We don't really know. What the fuck does that mean? It means we aren't sure about what we heard. Do you enjoy being cryptic, Nick? That's a new development. James, I'll fill you in on Jess later. Aaron. We first need to focus on Ellen, okay? Ellen wasn't there. Yes, but maybe... She wasn't there, Aaron. But if she was... I don't think I could take learning about any more people screwing me over. I know she wasn't. I'm telling you, she wasn't. Bud... She fucking wasn't, alright? I... Fine. She was there. Excuse me? She was there the night Gary attacked you. What? Look, I didn't say because I promised Gary that I would never tell anyone. How many times, Monica? How many times are you going to keep their secrets for them? You're the key to all of this. You know what happened. You can fix it. No, I can't. And I won't. Monica, please. I'm sorry, darling. At least tell us what happened. So we can do something about it. You owe my brother that much. All right. But I'm not mentioned in anything. Do you promise? I promise. Okay. 
okay. After I had walked in and found you on the floor, Gary was sitting on a stool at the bar, crying. Oh, how good of him. Nick, stop. He begged me to help him. And I, you know, I owe him everything. Without him, I would have nothing anymore. I may not even have my kids. I was so young when I had them, they could have been taken away from me. But because Gary kept me on and I had income, I could afford to give them the life they have while my partner was out of work. And so this is all running through my head so quickly when I see him and I I knew I had to do something as a repayment. I thought to move you to Capel Street and once we were in the car, I timed it so that when I rang the ambulance, after we'd... Dumped him. After we'd placed you where we had planned that once we pulled off again, the emergency service would be just arriving. Once we were back at the bar, I began to clean the blood off the floor while Gary had a drink. Then while I was doing that, the door from the office swings open and Ellen was standing there. Gary just looked up and said, I'm sorry. And she stared at the pool of blood on the floor that I was cleaning. And she just nodded her head, closed the door and went out the back. A few moments later, I could hear her pull away. And that was around 3 3 a.m. She was coming to me. I met her at the rave on the north side at half three. Why did she drive straight to me? I don't know. When she found out about James being in hospital the next morning, I can only assume she put two and two together. I can't fucking believe this. It's like some big fucking conspiracy. Do they not think he deserves justice for what's happened to him? I don't know, Aaron. There's too many things tangled up together. You need to calm down. No. I don't need to calm down. Give me that thing. Aaron, what are you doing? I'm going to talk to her. No, you're not. You think she's going to open up to you, of all people? I'm not giving her a choice. Busy? Not particularly. We can talk then. Yeah, we can. Is everything alright? Not really. No. What's going on? Is it James? I've just been thinking about everything that's gone on around here lately and it's getting more and more difficult to be okay with it. I'm... I'm not following. Do you find it easy to pretend everything's okay when it isn't? Because I've been trying and I don't think I'm very good at it. But you seem to be. Aaron, what are you talking about? It's just that I look at you and I wonder sometimes, how can she be so stoic and normal when this place is a melting pot of one bad thing after another? It impresses me. It really does. I don't see that. Don't you? No. You live your life through goals. Everything is centred around how you present yourself. You don't allow yourself to be affected by anything. I just want to know how you do it. I do. I do get affected by things. See, that I don't believe. 
Well, that's something I can't help. Of course it is. You could show some fucking humanity once in a while instead of being a cold-hearted bitch. Don't speak to me like that. No, really, it's a talent. I mean, I couldn't do it. I think most people can't when they've got a functional emotional system. Why are you doing this? Why haven't you visited my brother? Why? I haven't had time. Don't give me that shit, Ellen. You've time to be carrying on with Nick, but you've not got time to go 20 minutes down the road to see James. Tell me why, please. Tell me the truth why you won't see him. Honestly, Aaron, it's it's just been hectic. I haven't gotten around to it. I'm, I'm planning to. Are you? When? When he's no longer looking like the next Frankenstein creation, when he's not wincing every time he moves a limb. I love James. I... Do you, though? Of course I do. Why would you... Why would I ask you? Because I've seen his face. I've seen the scars etched into his skin. The pain may go away, Ellen, but they never will. They'll be there. They'll be there next week when the bruises are turning green. They'll be there next pride when he's got to live this year all over again. They'll be there always. A constant reminder that someone disliked who he was enough to give him permanent craters across his... Stop. Please, just... Stop. You think it's bad hearing about it? Imagine seeing it. What do you want me to say? I want you to tell me why. Why you haven't gone to see him. Apologise that it happened on your property, on your time, by your husband. Nothing to say. I didn't know you knew. Well, I do. We all do. And you? How do you know, Ellen? Was it because you were there? Was it because you helped the bastard cover it up? Yes. Yes. You think Gary's bad in work? What do you think he's like at home? What? I can't control him anymore. He's impossible. And that's why you helped him? I didn't help him. I just didn't tell anyone that he did it. Out of fear? Right. Well, that still leaves us in a bit of a mess, don't you think? You've got to make a decision, whether to help us put Gary away or to hide like you have been. I'll help. You will? Yes. If I can prevent him hurting anyone else, I'll do it. I owe it to James. Okay. Nick and I will let you know what we're going to do next. Nick? Yeah, Nick. Is that a problem for you? New lover getting rid of old lover? No. It's fine. Right then. I'll leave you to it then. I've just left her. And? She was definitely there. And she's going to help us. Well, that's good, isn't it? Why do you sound like you've just found a dead body? Because I don't believe her. What? I don't believe that she's helping us to protect other people from Gary. She's lying. I know she is. Tell me, two people to saw. Meet me at the bar. I feel like I'm coming up to the last chapter in an Agatha Christie novel. Let's get these bastards. 
What's the thing you say again? We've been Aaron and Nick. Stay tuned, folks. A young man was found on Cable Street early this morning in the midst Prospect of Prospect has its secrets. Who the fuck do you think you are, you little dyke bitch? I'm sorry, I just can't live with myself if I let this go. What's all this about recordings, Nick? What the fuck have you been playing at? I've been Nick. Stay tuned, folks. The Prospect 57 podcast is brought to you by the Headstuff Podcast Network in association with Queer Moon Productions. Prospect 57 is recorded in Dublin City Centre, mixed and edited by Taz Kelleher, produced by Taz Kelleher and the Headstuff Podcast Network. If you like Prospect 57, tune into the next episode. The Downfall. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network.